1: Today
2: on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome back to the TMZ Podcast. Charlie F here. Stephanie here.
0: Nikki here. Lauren here.
2: You guys, history is made today. <laughs> First all-girl staff for the podcast. Woo, woo. Female woo. empowerment
1: episode coming at you. Girl
2: power. All right, let's get right into it, you guys. So really, really sad story that we're starting out with. Um, Nick Cannon has shared some devastating news his youngest son, Zen, who's only five months old, has died from a brain tumor. He so Nick uh, made an announcement on the Nick Cannon show, and here's what he had to say.
3: This weekend, you know, I made a, a valid effort to to spend the most quality time I could spend. Got to spend, you know, the weekend with them, spend night, and we woke up on Sunday, and I was like, I just feel like I want to go to the water, you know and kind of got a chance to go to the to the ocean. And so, you know, but I wanted to make sure that, you know, I had allowed the sun to rise and, you know, kind of hold my son. Um, i holding my son for the last time. But it was still, it was a beautiful setting to spend that whole day. It was interesting because even as I was holding him, I still, you know, I was still preparing my day as it normally went to come back. And, you know, come here and still I didn't know what it was going to be, but I just but even by the time I got in the car and was headed to the airport, I had to turn around.
2: Absolutely devastating. I mean, you can just hear the sadness in his in his voice and how much this has affected him. Yeah.
1: He had the um, baby with model Alyssa Scott. That is the mother. And, you know, they were very private about the um, health struggles that, you know, Zen was, you know, going through. I guess I guess uh, they were explaining at two months old, Zen developed a sinus issue, discovered it was a tumor, required surgery, and the surgeries just were, uh, you know, ineffective for him and— the, you can hear in his voice how upsetting it was for him, but how much it meant to him to be with him for the last time that weekend. And I think, think those
4: last moments were really precious to them. And even yeah. when she posted on Instagram, those last the final photos, photos are so intense.
2: And I think Nick kind of gets a lot of criticism for having so many children. Mm. Like people are like, how do you have seven children and how can you actually be an active dad? But hearing him and the sadness and how he was there for his son in those final moments. And he even later on described that he uh, was supposed to go to work and catch a flight and go on with his day, but he just couldn't because it was absolutely tragic and traumatizing for him. So it shows you that he is involved in the children's lives that he... Yeah, he's the children pretty,
0: that he has. they're pretty uh, He's pretty good at like like letting you in on social media with him and his kids, all of them. And then also protecting some things too. But for me, like no, like watching Nick Cannon as the brand grow to what he's grown to today to have like his own show when the news broke, I remember me and Siobhan, we were in, we were filming the show and she was like, I can't believe that like he aired that news himself, like had the courage to do that just because, you know, as a, she has kids. So as a parent, you know, like that's pretty tough watching him was pretty tough. But then I was thinking about it. Like, you know, if you're a dad and you're in this business and you know that the story, people are going to talk about it because you are such a protective father, you want to be that person, that you shared this news in the way that you want it to be put out and yeah. I think that it was done in the best way that he could have done. When he started tearing up, mm. uh, yeah. I cried like, with him watching the video. Like, oh my, I can't, I can't imagine having to get up and go to work but I can't imagine as a parent having to just even yes. face even that. Explaining that it yeah, after. like,
2: And even for a child that's only five months old, like you never want to see like a little infant like this struggle through Mm -hmm. something so horrible. And you want when you have kids, I mean, I don't have kids, but when you do have kids, you want them to live long, healthy lives. lives. Yes, that is always the goal. And when you have a child that has issues, like, I mean, it is nerve wracking as a parent, as you know, you're loving your child, you want them to have this full life. And it's just it's sad. It's very sad. Yeah.
0: So we are going to move on to something else. Uh, still pretty uh, touchy thing that's happening right now with Jesse Smollett. Yep. Um, so we've been following this for some years now. It's been three years. Can you oh, guys, my god! I, I, I can't believe you. it. You guys, it's been three now years. Now he's in court. And now he is in court. And he recently took the stand to tell his side of things. And when he took the stand, so it started Monday. Um, he, you know, went into a lot of different things that we did not know. So he went into depth about his relationship with the Sandario brothers. Um, he talked about having a actual, like, sexual relationship with one of the brothers Yeah, as well. I thought this was
2: so interesting because, like, we've heard for some, so long that they're friends, the three of them, right? But according to the brothers, they said, like, oh, Jesse wanted to create this fake fight right. and, like, you know, wanted, like, To get clout, basically. But now we're hearing from Jesse's side, like, there was actually some kind of, like, low relationship here. Like, physical relationship.
1: Not only was it physical, but they also were doing drugs together and going out partying together. And, you know, Jesse was asked while he was on the stand, like, why didn't you call cops right away? And he was like, I'm a black man in America. I don't trust the police. Why would I call them?
2: And another thing, too, is the reason why Jesse is now coming out and saying, like, revealing, like, hey, one of the brothers, like, him and I went, we did drugs. We went into a bathroom. We had, like, some physical contact um, or physical relation, I Mm -hmm. guess you Mm -hmm. could say. Contact works, too. Contact (laughs) contact. The reason why he's saying this is he's trying to poke a hole in what the uh, uh, Osindario brothers are saying, which they said that there was no— kind of relationship with him other than just being friends. And they're also saying that they were not drug dealers. So Jesse is saying, look, they did provide me drugs. I did pay for the drugs, kind of essentially trying to make them look like liars mm-hmm. in their story. And right. now he's revealing like, also, hey, we met at a gay bar. And this kind of got went further than just like a friendship.
0: Because the biggest thing here is like, who do you believe? Because both sides of the story are like super extreme. Yeah. So it's like, who do you believe? And I think... Until I heard, because I, w- I was like, why would Jesse get up and talk? Like, there's so much yes. doubt against mm-hmm. him. Like, mm-hmm. everything. Like, we've seen videos of them buying the mask and the red hats and just so many different things that did not make sense for him. And then he, I thought he was going to talk himself into a circle. And then he gets up there. And although we, we've heard from uh, Matt Flynn, who was mm-hmm. in the courtroom, say he was very poised, he knew when to be warm, he knew when to be stern, but he's also an actor. Right. It worked right. for him. It It did help you cast some doubt toward the brothers because he literally turned everything they said On its back. Everything,
2: And I think, too, when the story first came out that, like, this was all a hoax, like, none of this ever really happened, Mm that Jesse was looking to get some publicity. And you saw how much, like, evidence the police had against him. You really, I think a lot of people were like, all right, at some point, he's got to say, Mm -hmm. well, at some point, he's (laughs) got to say, like, all right, I made it up. Like, you know, I I messed up big time. But he's really stuck to his story, Uh. which kind of makes you think, like, well, what if he is telling the truth Mm -hmm. a little bit? Do we have
0: any (laughs) predictions? predictions for the case? Closing arguments are happening Wednesday. So what do you guys predict is going to happen at the end of this? I think he's he's going to get
2: off.
0: I don't know, y'all. I don't know. You think he's going to be innocent? Up until this point, I didn't have an opinion because it's just like for me, I don't know where I want to see him end up. It's just a hard place. I don't know. I didn't have a stance at all. I just was like, this is crazy. This is like a Lifetime movie. But When I was getting ready for the podcast, I was going through everything and I'm like, wow, if I was an attorney and I was Jesse's attorney, I would feel like job well done. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, think they're definitely poking
2: up. holes in the Osandaria brothers' story. Another thing, too, is, like, what do the Osandaria brothers do after this? Like, I this know. has, like, <laughs> put them on a platform where, like, everybody knows who they are. Like, do they go and, like, become actors? Like, weren't they, they, were, they kind were, of trying to do that at yeah. some point? But they did a few
1: movies. Wasn't Ola, like, he was, you know, if he—they he, were t- saying he was homophobic and all this stuff, but he was at gay pride parades and things right. like that. So now they have—they're under a microscope now, mm-hmm. regardless of what the outcome is of this. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
2: And then also like does Jesse like still have a place in Hollywood? Like does he continue on?
0: I think in twenty twenty one, like we like to think that like people do things and they have these big consequences that'll wait forever. But Jesse was directing during the time that all this broke. Remember, we did the story that he was, like, on a set. He was directing. People that were there with him were, like, was, like, he was great at what he did. They weren't even worried about what was happening in the court. And I think for a lot of people in Hollywood, if you can get paid, you're going to, if if he's the director or the actor beside you or not. So I don't think that it's going to stop him or not. I mean...
1: COVID like hit that, at a very <laughs> opportune point for him. Not yeah, sure. definitely. I feel
0: like
4: the more things come out too, everyone's changing their opinions. Like mm. It's one day the thing, this, then the thinking yeah. this.
3: Right. And there was, somebody, confused, there was
4: somebody in the newsroom too that brought up the point that this is
2: like a victimless crime. Like nobody yeah. was really killed. No one was technically really hurt. Look, he yeah, he played into a lot of like the issues that are going on in America right now, which yeah. is like heavy and like very hurtful very to, so. to different people. But at the end of the day, the reason why he is going to court is the police want money back, right? They said, look, we spent all this money to like investigate your case and we spent all this time doing this and we want that money back because you are a fraud, basically. So it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow.
0: So for me, the victimless crime, the victimless crime thing. Even that, I'm, like, on the fence because Jussie Smollett, like, when I first met him, like, was very much an activist. He was, like, LGBTQ, like, you know, he was speaking out. He was an activist. Mm-hmm. He was very heavy in, like, you know, like, Black Lives Matter and speaking out for black men and black men in the LGBTQ community. And if It's proven that, you know, he used those things to create something, to just create headlines for himself. Even though we're saying it's victimless, it's like, you have so many people behind that, that he was really helping, like, because he was a face. He was on a popular show. He was a lead character. And now so many people who are like Black Lives Matter and LGBTQ, like, all that stuff is just like a facade. You guys really don't have any issues in that world. Are looking at people like Jesse Smollett, if this is true, that he, you know, lied about this and saying, proof, this is proof right here. It's definitely offensive to, like, the
2: minority groups that he kind of, like, went after. I sure and, like, represented, you know, and it just makes them look exactly like what you said, like a farce, and it makes them look, like, silly, and they're making up their own stories. Ooh,
1: but anyway, what well, you guys want to hop to something fun? Yes. This is my favorite yes. story of the day. Pete Davidson and MGK, they were uh, took over Calvin Klein's Instagram Live, and they stripped down to their underwear, and they were joking about how well-endowed they were, and Ooh. here's a few of the jokes that they were saying.
4: I'm freezing right now. How about Yeah, you? I am a grower, for sure. Mm, I'm not really a grower or a shower. It's it's actually the same small and. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah it's actually a scientific wonder
2: oh my gosh so good you know I thought this was going to be a little bit hotter than it actually ended up being it was
0: it was kind of a hot mess but you couldn't look away you don't think it's it's cute though because they're so they were so awkward I I love them together I think they are
2: killing the game but so basically I know you guys can't see it but (laughs) to describe it to you MGK was like standing front and center had no shame he's standing there in his little like tight boxer briefs that are white and like kind of see-through and Pete Davidson was like kind of off to the side like a little scared to show off what he's got going on. He said he was doing
0: the thing like how, how Instagram girls are like naked and your butt is showing but like you're acting like you don't know you're naked. So he said he was doing that.
2: And he knows all eyes are on him because he is dating Kim Kardashian. And everyone has heard the stories that he's like mm-hmm. well endowed. Ariana Grande said he's like 10 inches and he's not showing Wait, any of it. Wait, she said
0: that number?
4: Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. But all you is- know is they <laughs> look so good and when they're out there on that live stream all the comments are just like show us more show us more and Pete was like you know I'll do I'll kiss you right now if they up the price for us I'll kiss kiss you you.
1: I will touch your private like I will do this if they up the budget like they're they're the best of friends though I know they're friends off of like you know the big screen right so it's funny to see these two men who are best friends probably don't look at each other like privates like that like to do this Instagram live and Calvin Klein honestly kudos to them Totally because, because they capitalize, ever... yeah, and it's so moment. different
2: from what they usually go for. Like you, when you Very think of Calvin easy. Klein, it's like Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. or like you know one of those kind of guys or Brad Pitt or something. You don't think of like the skinny rocker guys that are like cool and skinny. But those two, are the hottest that. ones, right now skinny guys with tattoos. to them for right being now. on
0: brand because skinny guys is where it's at. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm so
2: curious because every time I come on this come on this podcast, all the guys are always like, "Oh, I don't get it with like Pete Davidson and MGK. Like I don't get the appeal." But for for me, I'm like it's all about personality. They're like mm-hmm. cool, fun, and yes. confident. Like clearly, that's what gets gets girls. Um, what do you guys think? And about they're that? able to
1: take a joke about their private parts. A lot of men in this right. room are very, very territorial about the well, jokes you know that what are
0: said. Territorial with that much territory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, lack of territory. No, I, I think, think too that. They... Oh, go ahead. Go, Sorry. You, uh...
4: They're just the hottest thing on social media. They're the hottest because they're dating the most. Beautiful women, Megan Fox, Kim Kardashian. When you put that with the rumors spread about Mm -hmm. them, plus Calvin Klein and all of the clout, plus, like, it's kind of appealing though. When he was
1: taking off his pants, though, like, you're kind of like, okay, wait, are we gonna see a little bit? Like, you're like
0: on your edge of your seat, like, waiting. Were you expecting to see more? I was, yeah, I I I thought that at the end, like, Pete (laughs) Davidson was gonna be like, because you know, he's like very self deprecating. I thought he was gonna like give it all to us, like. A lot of pun intended. Like, just really just show us, like, yes. boom, it's here. Because mm-hmm. he said, like, it, he's a, a grower. So right. as they warmed up throughout the, <laughs> the live, I thought we were going to get to right. see a little something, something, you know. Instagram Live would shut it down. But I, I did know. think that we would get a little bit more. I thought it was kind of of interesting when um,
2: MGK had Googled uh, what Pete Davidson's name was under the Urban Dictionary. And it basically said he had BDE. And then Pete Davidson was like, yeah, it's true. he was like
0: confirming all the rumors about himself. I'm like, wow. If I was a guy, though, and like my brand was like BDE, even if BDE isn't my thing, I would just go with it. Yeah, right. Like you have to. And it's so effortless for him. He just goes with it. He was saying it it was
4: embarrassing to have that. Title and I was like that is not embarrassing. Oh no, not at
0: all. But I just feel like he's
4: just not
1: that type of person that likes that kind of energy, like attention (laughs) that drawn to him. He seems very reserved, but like Mm -hmm. when you get to know him, his personality shines. Mm -hmm. That's what makes him
0: so cute, though. Mm -hmm. Is like like I don't. Physi- i don't know if like physically, like <laughs> I would see him and be like, "Oh my god!" But like when I watch him in interviews mm-hmm. and like, like I'm just like, "Oh, he's pretty interesting." Oh, say so physically, I think yes, and then I also really? think his
4: height, his- though his height does he's- it, he's got and height. then his reputation mix. I'm like, "Oh yeah," and his self-deprecating humor. <laughs> oh, a big all fan together. over oh, here. Got a crush.
0: <laughs> I-,
2: I think. It's, we can all agree that once there's kind of a geeky guy that gets a really hot girl yeah. all the other girls are like wait what's he got going on True. and i think that kind of added to the allure of both of them mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit. of course they were both like famous before but I mean, if you look at Pete Davidson alone, mm. like Ariana Grande, Kate Beckinsale, now Ooh. Kim, like at a point you got to be like, okay, he's got something. Something going
0: on. is going on. His his circle of friends too, like he has like the cool friends, like yes. he hangs with like Char- like Charlamanians and with the, hangs with the rappers, mm-hmm. the like you know, like it's something about him where you're just like, I wonder what it'd be like to do a weekend with him. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, he seems fun.
4: Do we wanna hear about what happened with Rebel Wilson? Yeah. She lost seventy-seven pounds, which you would think is an amazing thing, but her management did not think so. Uh, she went on BBC breakfast and this is what she had to say.
2: Got a lot of pushback from my own team, actually, here in Hollywood, when I said, Okay, I'm gonna do this year of health. I'm gonna I I feel like I'm really gonna physically transform and change my life. And they were like, Why? Why would you wanna do that? Because I was earning millions of dollars being you know, the funny fat girl and like, and being that person. And I go, well, because even though I was still very confident being bigger and, you know, love myself, you know, would rock a red carpet. But I knew deep down inside some of the emotional eating behaviours I was doing was not healthy. Like I did, did not need a tub of ice cream every night. That was me, you know, numbing emotions with using food, which wasn't the healthiest thing.
4: So here's the thing. You would think, okay, you're a signature funny fat girl. Does that mean your whole life now, your whole career, you have to be the signature funny fat girl? It seemed like the management was like, you have to be this. You can be nothing else. And they weren't even excited for her when she accomplished a big goal of hers. In November, she was 165 pounds. She was really excited about it. She even said she was confident with the way that she was before. It wasn't even about that. She was losing weight to be healthy and to feel good. And they were like, absolutely not. Why would you do that? Why would you want to do that?
2: See, I'm like on the edge about this because obviously I'm so supportive for anybody that's able to lose that amount of weight or any weight in general. It is hard. Yes, you hard. guys all know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you especially during COVID, like yeah. a lot of people actually gained weight. To lose weight during COVID definitely a challenge. But at the same time in the in the entertainment industry, we all know going into the game that your looks is a huge part of your brand and mm-hmm. your job. And when you are somebody that is always playing the larger side friend or best friend, it's really hard to break out of that and have people start seeing you as like the leading actress. That's like the cookie cutter, blonde, skinny, you know, Amy Smart kind of person. But um that's what
1: Hollywood's all about is having a niche. Like, what is it that makes, you know, Charlie different than you? Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's that in Hollywood, I understand where her management company was coming from because there are certain people who relate to Rebel Wilson for being the confident fat girl. She's probably given a lot of bigger girls that confidence that they may have needed. Yeah. And so her whole entire brand now has gone through a rebrand and that can be scary in that's Hollywood. True. You can lose roles. You can not get casted because they're not relating to you as the skinny fat or the skinny comedian.
2: And even for like Adele, we saw Adele lose a ton of weight and it wasn't like, wow, great job, Adele. Like you're doing a great job. It was was a lot of people coming and attacking her. Mm. But also the headlines, you know, not our headlines, but other headlines out there were saying like, wow, Adele can still sing despite losing all the weight. Right. You know, so it becomes part of your brand without even wanting it. Like Adele didn't really come out and stand on a platform and say, like, I'm a bigger girl. I can sing and, like, really own it. It wasn't until she lost a ton of weight that she was like, yeah, I never asked for people to point out my weight. They just did on their own kind of thing. I guess what
4: she was kind of saying is, though, she really dived into it. She worked out six times a week. She did a new method where she cut back on sugar and she really took it seriously. So I think she was expecting that from them being like, I want to rebrand myself. So as my management, maybe you can support me on this is probably what she was thinking.
0: I think, too, that, like, um um when you when you look at so like management's looking at it from like a business mm-hmm. perspective, right? And it's like for her, she's looking at it as like a real life thing. And I think yeah. when you see people like a Cardi, right, who like takes like her real life, how she is in real life and makes it business, yeah. it's hard for a lot of people to do that. And from a management perspective, you're always worried that if your client isn't working, neither are you. So they're yes. probably looking at like, can she do this? Like, can she really make this real change that she wanted to make because of how she really felt as a real person, not as the actor, not as the brand work for her in real life because everybody can't do it. But to her, you know, to her advantage, I I feel like you know it's cliche to say when you feel when you feel uh, when you look better you feel better yeah, type of thing, yeah. but I would say like give it a shot. She's already it's not like she's like a nobody mm-hmm. actress. You know what I mean? Like yeah, she, has, she has the name for right. sure. Right? Yeah. Like it, she has everything about everything that you need she has the team she has the credit she has it's just now she'll have to do different roles and people will have to get used to that and they will sometimes you have to put it in people's face to make them want that though and I think her team should take a chance on her because you took a chance on her in the beginning before she was even known Mm -hmm. as the you know the big actress or the the fat I hate Mm -hmm. even saying that I know that I know I don't like saying that word but
2: But her character Mm -hmm. you know was fat Amy right so she's kind of embraced that word and like being that kind of character but you're right I mean it's kind of like a negative Word it is. To say. It's
1: also just because we're women though, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We're sensitive to we're that. Very sensitive. Hearing the word,
2: yeah. Like, yeah, I feel <laughs> bad
0: even saying it like I was I hate crime or something.
2: Um, and then one last thing on that, you know, Jonah Hill, we've seen him really fluctuate with yeah. his weight. And sometimes he'll actually like he gained weight recently for a role just to play someone that was a little bit larger. So I'm not sure exactly what her plan is, but a lot of actors kind of view their body as like a vessel and you kind of transform yourself into that person, whatever that needs to be, mm-hmm. whether it's gaining weight back, whether it's losing weight or what have you. So I think she's going to be fine. She's, she's yeah. going to be fine. And she has a long career ahead of her. All right. Moving on to the very last topic. <laughs> this one is so great. And probably my favorite story of the day. So Britney Spears. Well, we should say Britney Spears has been celebrating her birthday in Cabo with Sam Asghari. We know that they landed back today. Uh, she was celebrating her birthday, but... Mm. Um, obviously, she has fans all over the world. And specifically in Texas, there was a substitute teacher that is a huge fan of hers. He was actually given the boot and let go. Uh, the school district said that he was singing a Britney Spears song, specifically Toxic, in class. And they felt it was inappropriate. Here's a little bit of him singing. Take
4: a
3: your lips, I'm on a ride. Toxic house in London, we can taste some of poison paradise. I'm addicted to you, don't you know that you're toxic And I love what you do, don't you know that you're
0: toxic? Y'all he sound good. I thought he sounded, he sounded good. Uh, are you guys kidding me? Oh, thought, oh no I thought I was no, no, no. <laughs> like If I was to sing Toxic Right now It would not sound <laughs> like oh, that Oh Here not is the thing
1: sound. This guy dimmed the lights Broke out the karaoke Had some other little Like prop lights St- Stroke, light, stroke lights Like this guy Was belting <laughs> it out And he's a substitute teacher Like what What were you supposed To be teaching but, that day But Here's
2: the thing Substitute teachers They never really taught right They were no. kind of Just like the filling For the, the movie, day like, If I'm not yeah. watching the movie You better be entertaining You better honestly Be seeing
0: What was the context Of this though Like like, what? why So I guess
2: Originally, there was like rumors that he was just like a prankster that was like faking it as a teacher. But the district like looked into that. They said, no, he had the correct credentials. And he was he was a legitimate substitute teacher (laughs) that was just filling in for somebody that day. But, you know, unclear, like, what class this was. I feel like if this this was, like, music appreciation, I'd be like, hey, like, fit the schedule. No, no, no. Homie was just supposed to put
1: on a movie while the other teacher was out. Just put on a movie and sit down and get paid. But, no, this guy fully took it to his own personal stage. And I think it is so (laughs) funny. He (laughs) sounded horrible. I can't believe you
0: guys thought he sounded well. I thought he sounded okay. I thought (laughs) he
2: sounded good. And I've definitely had teachers. singing class. No, and kinda of be fine. No, let me tell you I just want teacher freaking a out out guitar. Shout
0: out to my so I, I went to a um a school that was a uh, trade based. So I was a legal administrative assisting trade. Ooh. My teacher, my like a uh, trade teacher <laughs> every Friday she would put on this is how we do uh, uh, <laughs> and,
3: and,
0: But it was because it was Friday we had made it through the True. week. We got Friday. through our pipeline projects which is where we actually went into the court. Like it made sense.
1: Did she have yeah. her own lights and stuff? No, she just played the song, <laughs> no, right Lauren? No, she just played the song. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the
0: lights. Yeah, but I'm just saying like maybe you know to, in 2021 kids need morale. You've seen teachers online do like, re, like remix TikTok songs Yeah, What like was toxic to,
1: boosting morale? You
0: know, hey, it's, it's boosting my morale. Out of and go to school Maybe. there. Exactly. I don't know.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically, the district had come out and said a statement. They said, I've heard worse Britney Spears covers, but the lights are a bit much. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> and they let him go. <laughs> you guys, this is, this is, this sucks. We shouldn't fire fun. I don't think you should be fire fired. fun. Well, I don't <laughs> think you should have been fire <laughs> We, say that, a bit much. we yeah. say that
0: as people, our kids weren't in the classroom.
3: True. You know, yeah. a, a one, I feel like there's mom one. would have been happy for me. Oh, she was okay. like, oh, you had fun today. Okay, not my mom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember like coming home from school and your parents always like, oh, what did you learn in class today? And you're like, oh, learn my substitute teacher likes toxic. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And you're paying for that education. Right, true. <laughs>
2: All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for us. And uh, by the way, subscribe to the TMZ podcast, uh, Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on YouTube. If you want to see our beautiful faces. Check us out. I want to say thank you to these ladies for joining us today. Thank you for Thanks having so us. was super fun. We'll have to do it again. And bye, guys. See you next time. Bye.